It's time for our Monday morning conversation with aviation expert Jay Ratliff. Good morning, Jay. How are you? Uh, pleasant good morning to you. Uh, oh, doing great. Too many things to be thankful for to be otherwise. I echo that. We are really glad to have you once again on the show, Jay. Uh, a few stories from last week that we need to discuss, uh, including uh, a, a sad investigation uh, involving a boy who died on a flight. Where did this happen? It was an 11-hour flight, uh, Turkish Airlines flight, from uh, Istanbul to uh, New York. Uh, and uh, the, the flight was in its early stages when a young child experienced a medical emergency aboard the flight, stopped breathing. Uh, and as the flight crew and onboard medical professionals, including a doctor who was on the flight, uh, worked to save the boy, the captain made an emergency landing in Budapest. But uh, sadly, all those efforts were to no avail as the 11-year-old boy uh, died. Hmm. Uh, we don't have any reports yet as to a possible cause, at least anything that's been released. So uh, the investigation continues. And, you know, when you look at the number of people who fly domestic or fly every day around the world, uh, you'd think you'd have reports like this on an ongoing basis. And uh, fortunately, this is a, a rare occurrence when we have somebody actually that passes away during the flight. So uh, again, just uh, your heart breaks for the family and everybody on board the flight uh, that they weren't able to do more uh, to save that child. Yeah, real sad there. Uh, let's see, our next story that I want to ask you about. Uh, okay, so I, I've heard of emotional support animals on planes, but mm -hmm. this one's pretty unique uh, because of the, the size of the animal and how many seats it took up. What, what can you tell me about this? Well, there was a man that was traveling with his uh, emotional support animal. It was a Great Dane. It was a 149-pound <laughs> puppy, if you will. Oh, my God. And, uh, yeah. So as he was flying on this cross-country flight on American Airlines, he bought himself a seat in the next two seats uh, for his dog. So to make sure that he and anybody else around him would have plenty of room, this guy, you know, shelled out enough for three seats, take up a whole row. So he's on the aisle seat, and his uh, his dog is you know, stretched out, sitting up, everything else on those other two seats during the flight, and very well behaved, probably more so than some of the kids on board that flight, I suspect. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the flight attendants had fun, the, the pilots had fun, the, I don't know if the passengers had as much fun. I mean, this dog's so big that as it's seat, uh, seated straight up, it could just look a little bit in, in his mouth right over the, the head of the people in the row in front of him. So I, I don't know Jeez. if they had as much fun as everybody else. But, uh, yeah, it looked like the dog enjoyed the flight. If if a plane ticket costs $100, is that $700 in dog money? Well, it, it could be. And, you know, I know that. <laughs> See, what I, what I need to know is from the airline standpoint, if you have a, a person, uh, of course, the seats are so much smaller these days, and sometimes, some people uh, are of such a size because of their build or what have you. They need uh, two seats on a mm -hmm. flight. And sometimes the airlines will charge them 150% uh, for the two seats. They won't charge them double, but they'll give them a little bit of a discount on that second seat. I wonder if American Airlines gave them any sort of a discount on all three. So yeah. I've had families do this before where they bought an extra seat. And uh, there was once that, uh, I think it was a Delta flight. And you know, Forgive me, it may not have been, but... It was on a flight that a, a man bought a, a seat for his young child that was under the age of two, which technically could have sat in their lap. They just wanted him in their uh, in their and it secured in a seat, which is good uh, with the, the seat uh, that they had. And the flight attendant, uh, knowing the flight was oversold by one, uh, told the family to put that lap child in their seat so they could have that seat. 
and uh, yeah, basically took the seat away from the family so they could accommodate wow. somebody on overbooked flight, uh, a seat that they had paid for, unfortunately. So, I mean, that airline applied, uh, apologized repeatedly. But uh, yeah, we run into situations before. I remember when Elizabeth Taylor would fly, she would buy the whole first class section. Really? That way nobody would be around her. I, she might have been a wonderful person to be around. I don't know, but she apparently liked to fly, uh, you know, hey, quietly with everyone. I mean, if you if you got the money, that's not a bad idea just to make sure, like, hey, I got enough space and, and this is all mine. I, I don't blame I them. It was 20 years ago when we had a U.S. Airways flight where somebody bought a, themselves a ticket and a ticket uh, for their pig. <laughs> and they were allowed i tell you what these emotional support animals get out of hand sometimes well fortunately they've kind of reined them in where they the department of just uh, department of transportation finally stepped in a couple of years ago to give us some guidelines the problem is i think that it's still written that you can fly with two uh, emotional support animals and if they're of any size yeah that could create a problem but look this guy that flew buying two seats for himself or, or three seats for him and his, his dog He's my hero because he made sure nobody around him was inconvenienced. Yeah, and uh, it, it it was nice. I again, the dog was uh, more well behaved than some of the kids I've seen on <laughs> the flights I've been on. We're talking with aviation analyst Jay Ratliff. All right, before we let you go, Jay, uh, for anyone that might be traveling and flying today, maybe flying out of RDU to other parts of the country, I know we're supposed to get uh, some rain and storms here today in the Triangle, but any other parts of the U.S. that might be experiencing uh, some delays or disruptions today? Well, well, from a hub standpoint, that's what you and I look at, the major hubs. If there's a delay in Des Moines, Iowa, I'm leaving that one alone, but Charlotte, Philadelphia, and D.C., I think those hubs could see some weather-related delays. Uh, fortunately, we enter this week not having the haze uh, issues we had last week, of yeah. course, with the uh, Canadian wildfires. So it's kind of back to business as usual. And, gosh, I mean, you know, we're sneaking through the month of June, and we've, we've not really had any serious uh, weather systems during a very busy summer travel season, and I want that to continue at least till you know, September 8th or something. Uh, that way we can continue to enjoy uh, – a lot of on-time flights because, believe me, they are filled. I'm knocking on wood right now to make sure uh, we're all good. Jay Ratliff. Don't send me mean emails. I'm sorry. <laughs> Aviation analyst Jay Ratliff joining us uh, here on the WPTF Morning Show. Jay, thanks so much. We'll talk with you next Monday. Looking forward to it. Thank you.